Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Live on Monday, October 18th, noontime, it must be all the news you can use from YAA with your hosts, Dre, and that half-marathon running, Zachary Shevska. How you doing this morning, Pops? Well, you know what? Uh, my legs don't hurt. <laughs> my legs do hurt, but I'm happy to be here with you. Excited. It's another day, another opportunity yes. for us to share the news that you can use. We've got three interesting topics today, Pops. Also want to comment, you're wearing your Arizona Cardinals hoodie. Six and oh, baby. Six yes. and oh. Very yes. happy. The NFL's only undefeated team um, and uh, even uh, a huge su surprise to us. Yeah, no, it, it <laughs> yeah. totally is. So, Pops, let's kick things off. The first topic we're going to talk about is an auto industry forecast. So what we anticipate and what we see happening in the auto industry next year, 2022 and beyond. After that, we'll provide our weekly chip shortage update. I wish we were saying a chip surplus update, but it's still a chip shortage update. So we'll provide some new data on that and also how much inventory levels, uh, where inventory levels currently are. And then we'll come full circle. We have something super interesting. I think it's worth sticking around for. We have inventory levels broken down by state. So we've been talking about a lot. Hey, there's not a lot of new cars out there. Not a lot of new cars out there. Not a lot of new cars out there. But regionally things could be different well yes. today we have what those differences are in different regions so i'm excited to share that data with you and get your reaction to it well i'm excited to have you show it to me yeah this is a mutually beneficial thing we got going on yes yes all right pops let's start with the 2022 industry forecast uh yeah what would you like to know other than it's not real good this comes from LMC Automotive, which is one of the um, big consulting groups in automotive. The headline from Automotive News, 2022 auto industry forecast, chance of pain. Well, I, I think they need a new headline writer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was yeah. pretty good. Well, you know, if, if we were looking for a weather forecast, yeah, chance of rain maybe. Um, and it ain't going to be rain in chips. It's more of a chance of a drought. Um, it appears, if these industry insiders are correct, that um, with supply chain issues, chip shortages, and everything else, that manufacturing will continue at a lower rate of capacity than what the manufacturers had hoped for going into and perhaps through 2022 and maybe even into the first half of 2023. And there were a couple pieces of information from this article that were especially interesting. Before we get into them, just want to give Bubba and JJ a shout out. They're here with us live from Twitch. I, I we still don't understand what Twitch is, but thank you. It's it's yeah yeah. It's I, I the only thing I can say is I love Twitchers. <laughs> exactly, and I'm yes. not sure if that's appropriate to say, but. We we fully are on board with that. Plus, yes. there were there were a few things that stood out to me. There were the highlights, as LMC put it. So on the upside, new vehicle yes. inventories will improve slightly in 2022, but they will remain under intense pressure as automakers struggle to secure microchip supplies. Just what you said. Yes. North American factories will produce nearly two million additional vehicles next year, still well below expected demand levels, but some of those will be from new electric vehicle players. So we're seeing more EV production as they're expected in 2022. Yes. 
and sales overall. The seasonally adjusted annual sales rate is supposed to increase from 15 million this year to 15.7 million next year. So those are on the upside. Okay. Yes, and, and but I, I yeah. if I may, I I might take um, take up a little exception with them thinking that we're actually going to end up hitting 15 million annual new car sales this year. I don't know that we will. I don't. I don't think we're anywhere near on pace for that. Um, and if there's going to be continued new car shortages um, through the remainder of this month and November and December, um, my guess is that we're going to fall somewhat short of a 15 million um, sales for this year. Yes, I agree with you. I anticipate we probably will be less than 15 this year as well. We've got a couple uh, comments in the live chat, Dad, that I want to acknowledge. Tanvir wants to know, are we going to talk about Toyota vehicle inventory and price? We will at the end, Tanvir. We're going to actually break Toyota inventory down by state, so stay tuned for that. And uh, CGG is watching live from Tinder. There you have I as I as I said before, I you know I might love Twitchers, but I'm particularly fond of tenders. On the downside, inflationary pressures are expected to stick around pushing up costs and prices, though inflation as a whole is likely to stay in historical bandwidth. We've been talking about this recently. I'm trying to come up with some data, Dad. Yes. It's very interesting to compare traditional or historical increases in year-over-year MSRP. So what's the, you're going to like this, delta from a 2018 to 2019 accurate MDX on the base MSRP. Is it 3%? Is it 2%? Versus what we're starting to see with the 2022 model year. So I'm working on that, but I anticipate we anticipate just higher prices overall i i will tell you from from all my years of experience that you know if you saw a one percent increase or 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 maybe a one and a half to two percent increase if if the car had an msrp of forty thousand dollars and it and it went up four hundred dollars the next year uh that was that was pretty big uh but i i think the uh the increases are going to be much, much steeper than that moving forward because and, there's just there's just too many um, cost differences for the manufacturers. It you says know, it right here, Dad. Inflationary pressures. It's everywhere. It's not just yes. yeah. And but that's what I'm saying is I'm going to work on putting together a data set that actually quantifies that because you know me, I like my numbers. I I know you like your numbers and and I like my memory. The Federal Reserve is winding down its quantitative easing policy. That signals a readiness to start boosting interest rates. So that's a sign that maybe we're moving away from some of the uh, really special financing rates that are out there. And another thing on the downside, ramped up average transaction prices driven by reduced incentives because of excess demand are pushing some potential new car buyers out of the market and into used models, lower lease penetration and increased consumer purchases of vehicles coming off lease look to drive used vehicle prices even higher that all I, resonates with you and me yes but I, I i think they're being way too kind the way they're phrasing it i think i think people are being driven out of the market both for new and pre-owned cars um i think we're starting to see demand soften to some degree especially on the new car side because people are just fed up and they don't want to spend the type of extra money it takes to get into some of these products and Others are, are saying, well, why, why should I pay almost as much for a two-year-old used car as I, as I would for a brand new car with zero miles? Maybe I'll just sit on the sidelines for a while and see what happens. And I think we're going to see more and more people sitting on the sidelines. 
Definitely. And I think that's what they're trying to put pretty gingerly. I mean, hey, more people are buying out their leases. There are less good used cars out there and we expect new car prices to go up. So everything's just going to keep going up. I think what they're potentially doing here in this 2022 forecast for the industry as a as a whole is putting maybe a rose colored glasses spin on it. Uh -huh. like really, we're in a situation where it's probably going to be worse than it's going to be better. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, I agree. I, can, couple, I concur, young man. There are a couple other things in your dad that I want to make sure we hit on. One was this sentence right here. In North America, production is actually up 3.7% through September from last year's COVID-19 shutdown constrained figures. So that's really interesting because if you think about it, all we've been talking about this year is how production's down, production's down, chip shortage, this chip shortage, that production's actually up 3.7% compared to last year. And I think in part some of the impacts from last year's cuts to production right now just as well. And so they're expecting a long tail from those cuts from production and this year's cuts from production. There's a very long tail to this from 2022, probably 2023 and 2024. Yes. And, and, and truth be told, even though there was, uh, you know, production is up 3.7% from last year, you know, the manufacturing facilities were, were shut down for a good eight to 12 weeks last year. Um, you know, so there was, there was almost an entire quarter where hardly anything was being built. So, to, to, to say it's good news that there was a 3.7% increase in production, uh, you know, I, I, I think is, is a tad bit misleading when you compare it to 2000. I think what you need to do is compare it to 2019 and see how many less cars were built through September of this year compared to 2019, not compared to 2020. But it, I think it does start to give you, because again, this is the forecast for the future, right? So we're actually experiencing some of the hardships as a result of manufacturing plants being shut down for a quarter last year, yes, right? Like yes. we're experiencing that right now and we should anticipate experiencing that again next year. So when yes. they, like an LMC article like this, where they're saying, actually, you know, we're going to sell more cars. That's why you can kind of, you know, put a little bit of uh, a dash of reality to that. Like we're probably not like, it's going to get more painful next year is our expectation. Yes. I would suspect things, one of the other things that, that they talk about for borrowers, borrowers, excuse me, right? Yes. If the if the Federal Reserve increases the um, interest rate uh, through the powers that they have, what's going to happen to auto loans, right? He said borrowers are also looking more favorably at non-captive lenders that are offering competitive terms. As OEMs keep cutting incentives, transaction prices continue to grow, and with them, monthly payments. He, this he is, let's go back up, he, 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 Augusto Amorim, the senior manager yeah. of Americas for LMC. Um. Here it is. He wrote an email. All those 84-month loans with 0% APR that we saw when the pandemic first hit are mostly gone. There are still a few captive lenders offering 72-month loans. Ford, for example, which we, yeah, Ford. Yes, we've, we've talked about lending. Ford until we're sick of it. Yeah. But they aren't too common anymore. Non-captive lenders still offer these longer terms. Even if the APR is higher, consumers are paying less monthly, but that's what most, and that's what most people look at. But the takeaway here is in 2022 and beyond, don't expect interest rates to be quite as low on those. Um, no, uh, on yeah, those, interest rates are going to go up. Everything is loans. Yeah. Interest rates are going up. Just rest assured that interest rates will be going up along with the, all the other aspects of inflation. So the cost the cost of, of your monthly payments are going to go up because interest rates are going to go up. Pops, one final thing from this 2022 forecast that I want to share with you and get your reaction to, it is this. So there's a chart down here at the bottom, short-term inventory inventory forecast. Yes. Vehicles in millions. 
Right now, LMC says there's 1.1 million new vehicles in inventory. We have another article we're about to pull up in that, a second. That says Hot, it's less. Yeah. Hot Automotive says it's 900,000 yes. new vehicles in inventory. So this is already potentially overstated by 200,000, but they show inventories, I mean, skyrocketing in November, probably declining in December because of, quote, end of year sales, and then growing back to a very healthy amount, 2.6 million this time next year. I'm going to put this on your, um, let's let's say it's your... Uh, There's not a big enough bowl to make that much poop. Scale. Um, Where would yes. you put that? I, 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 I believe uh, perhaps these folks work for the auto manufacturers and they're trying to paint a slightly rosier picture than it's really going to be. Um, yeah, because they're, they're saying there's going to be 2 million more cars built next year. Let's, let's wait and see. I, I, you know, and that's just in North America. I, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. Um, every, everybody has tried to downplay the chip shortages and the supply chain issues. Uh, well, for the, like the last 10 or 11 months. And my suspicion is that they're still trying to do it and they will continue to try and do it. So let, let, let's take their future projections with a uh, uh, somewhat grain of salt. A big grain of salt. Yes. And Pops, that leads us to, and Todd is in here right now. Todd says, uh, I've been selling vehicles for over 14 years since the first year I'm buying a new truck. Todd also says, we have 13 new vehicles on our lot. Todd, stick around in the show because in maybe about 10-ish minutes, we're going to be talking about inventories by state. And I want to get your take on, on the data that we have on that. And Chris, I know who's in the chat today and watching live, Dad. Chris is at a dealership, a Toyota dealership right now. So yeah. thanks for being here, Chris. We hope we can uh, point you in the right direction. Yes. All right, Pops, I'm going to share the screen with you and let's switch gears to chip shortage and what's going on there. We had some not so great news come out this week from uh, our friends at Auto Forecast Solutions. Yes. We had this week 280,000 vehicles taken out of production. That prior article we were looking at that from LMC put it at over 3,000 days of production lost, lost to yes. this year and another 280,000 vehicles this week. Europe accounting for most of them, Asia Pacific, second in line, and then here in North America, another 50,000 vehicles coming out of production. When you read through the data, Dad, what was going through your head? You know, it's more of the same. It's it's more of the same. We, we had a brief respite of about a week to 10 days um, where um, supply chain issues seemed to lessen to a certain degree. And then, and then 10 days later, we got back to the real reality of the situation um, that there continues to be uh, this ongoing chip shortage. And it's not just a chip shortage for automobiles, although the reason for the automobile chip shortage is because they're legacy chips, they're lower profit margin chips, and, and the chip manufacturers have moved their chip production to higher profit margin chips and other consumer electronics when the when the automobile manufacturers canceled their their orders a year and a half ago. But but having said that, it's there 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 still aren't enough chips, and there's not going to be for quite some time. And and even though Hyundai's trying to create their own chip factory, you can't do that overnight. It just you know you you can't whoosh this problem away. You just can't. I totally get it. Let's share the numbers on the screen for everyone that's playing along at home. We've got projected now. 
nearly 11 million vehicles that will be lost to production as a result of the chip shortage here in North America, 3.3 million. Yes. And, and, and I know there's those that are thinking that, you know, this doesn't impact China. If you could pull that chart up once again, um, you'll see that there's, the projection is, I think it's over 2 million uh, vehicles lost to production for China and, and another 1.9 million for the rest of Asia. So there's 4 million cars just in that part of the world that, that are projected not to get built this year. And that's a, that's a significant number. And then, Pops, let's pull this into, thread this into the data from Cox. Um, yes. Day supply of inventory down to 915,000 vehicles. Excuse me. That's the total number of vehicles that are in supply. That translates to a 30-day supply of vehicles in inventory right now. This is the lowest level of new car inventory since 1985 is what uh, we're Let's see. I can't do the math, but that sounds like about 36 years ago. Um, I was not born then. Correct. Uh, no, you were not. You're only 26, nine. So uh, 26 now. So no, you were not. Um, and we've got, we've got pops Gabriel in the chat saying, why are new vehicles listed on dealer websites, even when they're already sold and go three comments up here from Igor saying, I have a dealership that only has one new car in stock. Yeah. Gabriel, that's the answer. They don't have any cars, but they're listing stuff that might be in transit, could be here. Or they're listing stuff, or they're listing stuff that's sold just so it can seem as if they have inventory and that you'll want to contact them. I mean, there's no mystery to this. It's 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 incredible. And you've talked about in the past that it's getting people in. I know you've got contractors at your place doing work. Can't you tell them when we're doing live shows, man? He knows, he knows when we're doing a live show. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. This uh, is uh, a, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. This is a. Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. me. And, and, and the worst part is he's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pull the data back up because it's really incredible what they're talking about here. And we will also tie this into which states have the most and least new car inventory. We'll touch on that next. And I think that's going to be hugely valuable for everyone that's on the stream here today and anyone yes. listening on the podcast later on. So we have inventories at 915,000, 30 days supply. To put this into perspective, back in 2009, during the height of the Cash for Clunkers program, there were 1.432 million vehicles in inventory, 57% more than what we have right now, Pops. The day's supply figure has stabilized in recent months, says Michelle Krebs, as the sales rate has slowed. However, ongoing production and supply issues mean new vehicle inventory is expected to contract further before it recovers. We've talked about this many times. That day's supply number is no longer the number necessarily to look at. It's the firm, how many vehicles are in inventory number because people are taking themselves out of the market. Yes. Day supply could go up, but that just means the sales rate's going down. Yes, and and that would be the only reason that I believe day supplies would go up is because the sales rate has gone down because more and more people have become frustrated and are taking themselves out of the market. Exactly, exactly. So let's look at this broken down by specific geographic location, right? Like every state is different. We've heard from many people that in different places, you've got pockets of inventory, right? That's a common refrain that we're hearing yes. from our community members. Yes, so, Pops, I got busy this morning. Well, you did. Uh, I am so proud of you. That came out wrong, but oh. I, I did get busy. I made this web page this morning. 
Look at you. Uh, thank you. Your skill sets are are, are, are unending. I'm going to put this back in the chat so that everyone who's here live can take a peek as well. Which states have the most and least new car inventory? Remember, last week we actually put together the cars, the different brands and manufacturers, their day supply inventory for October. So that's linked back on this page as well. National new car inventory levels are down 67%. So what we've done here is we've compared September of 2021 to September of 2020. How many new cars are available for sale nationally? Yes. 67% decline. Okay. That, that's which, pretty big, isn't it? Which states have the most inventory? Well, Oregon yeah. is our winner here. Oregon has only experienced a 57% decline year over year in their new car inventory that's for sale. Washington State, Mississippi, Connecticut, and New York all experiencing 60% declines. Again, all states have experienced a 67% decline. Georgia, South Dakota at 61%. Hawaii, Nevada at 62%. New Jersey and Massachusetts at 63% pops. And 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 we can we can state unequivocally because we drove past some dealerships on uh, Saturday or Friday, whatever day it was, down here in the Atlantic City area. And and your first comment was, "They have no cars." Yep, they're lots are, and 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 this is a dealership group that recently bought out a previous dealership group. And normally, when you do that, manufacturers promise you. Uh, additional inventory to help make up for the cost of purchasing the dealership. And obviously uh, these being General Motors dealerships, they're just not in a position to provide the new dealer with additional vehicles. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, Dad, which states have the least inventory? Yes. Indiana, the Hoosier State, 74% change year over wow. line. So last year, 2020, they have 74%. They've got three-fourths less cars. They got one-fourth the vehicles in inventory. That they had a year ago. Oh, year. my God. Delaware's at 73%. North Carolina, Arkansas, Kansas, and Ohio at 72%. And then we have Texas, Tennessee, Missouri, and West Virginia all at 71%. Now, Pops, we can take this even further, and this is where things get super interesting. Also, if you do happen to want to buy a car in another state, let's say now you're really going to focus your attention on you know, vehicles in Oregon because they have a little bit more inventory there. The dealers mm -hmm. aren't hurting as bad there. We have our guide, How to Buy a Vehicle in Another State. This is a great guide. Please take a look at it. But Pops, from Four Eyes, our friends over at Four Eyes, they, yes. Four Eyes, by the way, they're a marketing agency. Uh, you and I have actually played a round of golf like 10 years ago now with people yes. over at Four Eyes. Like, well, I don't think it was 10 years ago, but you weren't playing golf with me when you were 16 on business uh, extravaganzas. Yeah, this is true. But yeah. nonetheless, nonetheless, Four Eyes is a um, marketing agency for dealerships, and they have this data here. I'm going to scroll down to the bottom because that's where the meat and potatoes is. We can actually begin to see broken down by each state what inventories are, for example, let's do you're in New Jersey, Dad. I am. What's going on in New Jersey broken down by the different manufacturers? We can see here, it might be a little small on your screen, but for example, yes, Chrysler inventories in New Jersey right now are down 93%. I guess you're I'm not right getting now. a Chrysler product. Now, Ram inventories are down 46%. Okay. Mini inventories are down 81%. What about in, I'm here in Maryland. We've got Chrysler down 94% here in Maryland, Ram down 39% here in Maryland. But you can see, like, you know, BMW is only down 42% here. 
Wow. Alaska, just to give you something for fun here. This is for Alex. This is for Alex. BMW inventory is up 168% right now in Alaska. <laughs> there you have it. So if you need a BMW, Alaska is the place to go. So I can't encourage you enough to go back and take a look at this data for your state, see it broken down by manufacturer, what you're interested in doing, and then maybe use our guide for how to buy a car in out of state or long distance from a dealer as your point of reference. If you're contacting a dealer in Kansas, because they've had less, you know, less of a major impact than the dealership in your backyard. And, and you can also utilize it to, to look at, uh, what brands have inventory, even though they might not have been your number one brand choice, that suddenly it might become a, a more viable choice for you to look at, considering that they have more inventory and the dealers might be more willing to work with you or at least not charge excessive additional dealer markups. For example, Pops, I'm just looking on my end right now, Fiat's up 21% in California. Yeah, but even even if they wanted to give it to you, you shouldn't take it. That's just me. And I know people think that I bash certain brands. And and if, if I do. do, and if I do, it's only because well, they deserve to be bashed because they've proven over time historically not to be particularly good brands. And and I happen to drive a brand that historically has has not had a, a good reputation. That would be many. Um, you know, and, and I pretty much say that, you know, the reason I lease my mini is because I would be afraid to own a mini once it is out of warranty because of the expense involved in maintaining a mini. So yeah, I, I bash cars. I even bash the damn car that I drive. So I saw in the chat, someone said, Texas, Texas, again, vehicle inventories, new car vehicle inventories are down 71% right now, year over year. The brands most affected right now in Texas, Buick down 75%, Cadillac 78%, Chevy 80%, Chrysler 78%, Fiat 86%, GMC 75%, Jaguars down 93%, Kia 82%, and Toyota and Subaru. Subaru 75%, Toyota 78%. Can, can I say something? Nobody's driving a Jaguar in, in, in uh, Texas because they don't make it as a pickup truck. <laughs> hey. if, if Jaguar had a pickup truck, that son of a gun would be hot in Texas. But the fact that they don't is why Jaguars are, are, are uh, off so much. So we got in the chat a couple of people asking New York and Kia. Tozik wants to know what's the inventory like. I'm going to put it back in the chat here again for you. Back on joinyaa.com here. I'll demonstrate how to get to it. Let's share the screen pops. Great data. I mean, I'm very proud to have put this together. Yes. Go to joinyaa.com. Resources. Blog. Which states have the most and least new car inventory? What about broken down by manufacturer? And then just scroll down to the bottom of this page and you can... Whoops, you can start to interact with this here. So we, we had a question for New York and Kia. New York, Kia down 78%. Let's do a quick comparison. So let's see, maybe maybe if you're in New York State and you're thinking about buying a Kia, maybe going to Ohio's better. Kia is down 79% there. So How about New Jersey? Let's look at New Jersey. Kia is down 76% there. Vermont? Let's check Vermont. Kia is down 51% in Vermont. There you go. You might want to be going to Vermont for your Kia if you're in New York, especially if you're in your upstate New York. That's a perfect example of how you can use this data, hopefully, yes. to your advantage. Yes. Now, Pops, now, Pops, 
We've yeah. got just a few minutes left on today's daily news you can use. I know you wanted to do our segment today. Okay. Yes. Really? You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding, kidding me. me. But 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 that, you know, even though it's in this segment of really you gotta be kidding me, it's really I, I can't believe you did it. I really I am so damn proud of you. It's just unbelievable. Yesterday. Um, Zach ran his first half marathon ever. Um, and, and it was the furthest he's ever run. Um, and, and really like for me to run 13.1 miles or hell make it 13.1 feet, it would have to be because somebody's, somebody's chasing me with a gun. Okay. <laughs> but there wasn't anybody chasing him other than other runners. And, um, so Zach and, and, uh, well, he, well, I'll it, show the sign. Yeah, yeah. Zach's girlfriend, um, Laura, made made a the yeah buddy sign that I held up. God bless her. She's she's a sweetheart for doing that for me. And um, we were there to to cheer Zach on. And um, he he went a lot faster than we thought he would. He finished the half marathon in one hour thirty seven minutes and forty eight seconds, um, which which I'm happy to report is his personal best. Um, he did a personal best yesterday because, well, it was his personal first, uh, <laughs> but, but God bless him for having done it. He, he showed that when he puts his mind to something that, that there isn't anything that will stop him from reaching his accomplishments. And this goes back, uh, just a, a quick story, if I may, Zach, to when we moved from Arizona to uh, Maryland uh, in your I guess you were going into your freshman year in high school. And um, how's the best way to put this? Um, your mother and I were very um, concerned. So we never said you were fat. We always said you were, well, he's a little husky. Okay. He wasn't husky. He was fat. Okay. Let's, the truth can come out overweight, now. Overweight. Overweight. And fat. No, okay. Overweight. Let's stick yeah. with the word. Okay. He was overweight. Okay. And, and Zach decided in freshman year that he was going to start going to the gym and he was going to transform what he looked like. And we took pictures and he kept a journal from every day that he went to the gym. And he went from this uh, overweight uh, young man to a, well, uh, physically fit, uh, completely transformed his body um, and, and, use that as inspiration to go run 13.1 miles yesterday. So I could not be prouder of this guy. Um, so there you have it. It's not a really, you gotta be kidding me. It's a really, God bless you. I can't believe you did it. Well, thank you for that, dad. I want to play a quick clip back from, uh, that I posted on my Instagram. It was pretty awesome to have you and Laura there. And, um, I think, I think the video should play. So give me one second here. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. How did he do that so fast? <laughs> your your comment right there. How did he do that so fast? Just put such a big smile on me. Um, and I've watched that clip a bunch of times now, and, and really and, love it. And, and, and I gotta say, the beauty. I don't. I don't think it would matter what the temperature is outside. You always run shirtless, and 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 I don't know why, um, but God bless you. So if you want the data. If you want the data, 
You want to know what's going on in your state, go back, joinya.com. Really proud that we put that together. We'll have some more new resources this week as well. I found a heck of a lot of information, and I'm going to try my best to format it. Back on Instagram, Pops is at Raz's Jazz. I'm at Shevska, your Advocate Alliance. Check out the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review. We really appreciate that on Apple Podcasts, yes. and on Spotify Podcasts, and wherever the heck else you listen to your podcasts. And thank you to everyone for being here live on the show today. We'll be back tomorrow, and we have... Just to let everyone know, Wednesday, we're going to have Jared Kalfas. We're going to have Laura. Uh, I forget Laura's last name. We Hunt, I think. I think um, so. From the Black Book team. So Black Book does vehicle valuations. They do the weekly reports on market in, uh, conditions. Um, they, they work with all the major lenders, all the OEMs. We're going to have Jared and Laura on the show Wednesday to break down used car market, what's going on there, and their expectations moving forward. And Pops, Later this week, maybe Thursday or Friday, I'm still trying to coordinate. We're going to have the car mom on the show as well. The car mom is someone who, for uh, that audience, for women who are going through the car buying process, she is a she's she's a well-known entity in the space. Excited to have her on the show, give her perspective on the auto market, and also uh, maybe some of her recommendations on vehicles, things cool. that she recommends to consumers. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. This is your edition of news that you can use from... YAA for Monday, October 18th, 2021. And Big Apple voiceover with a $5 donation. You're, yeah, we appreciate yeah, well, that. Thank uh, you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Let me do my best to Big Apple voiceover. News that you can use from YAA. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> See you, Dad. <laughs> See you, handsome. <laughs> Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.